Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. All right, welcome to CXR's Expertise. I'm Chris Hoyt, president of Career Crossroads, and I'm bringing to you a new fast-paced delivery of hot topics with industry leaders and experts. Uh, Each week, we're actually hosting a guest who will share with us lessons they've learned, their biggest victories or failures, or walk us through step-by-step how to actually accomplish something challenging within our space. Now, the kicker is that these are just a 15-minute talk, a teaser with an expert in the field of the topic of choice. Now, each of the discussions has a focused topic, so subjects that were voted on by uh, industry leaders uh, via a CXR survey that was conducted earlier in the year. Now, These were areas that multinational recruitment leaders said were big concerns for them uh, moving forward into 2021. Those covered uh, DE&I, ethics, automation, college recruiting, budget challenges, et cetera, et cetera. So we'd encourage everyone to add questions to the chat area of our live broadcast throughout the talk. And at the end of the segment, we'll take a question or two if we've got the time, and then we'll move the rest of the conversation online to Talent Talks, uh, open and public exchange, and you'll find that at www.cxr.works slash Talent Talks. So I am pleased to address, <clears throat> excuse me, today's topic of recruiting and automation with none other than Aaron Matos. Now, Aaron is the CEO of Paradox.ai, and essentially uh, they deliver an AI assistant that helps recruiting teams by automating things like uh, lead gen, screening, scheduling, and I think even applicant Q&A, uh, Paradox has been around since 2016, but Aaron, I think you and I go all the way back to your days of when you were founding or when you founded and you were running jobbing.com in like 2000, yeah? Yep, it's been a while. Yeah, well, well thank you for taking the time to be our guest on this expertise. Uh, the topic, of course, is recruiting automation and more specifically, what you have learned about automation and yourself, really, since taking to task automation with our industry. So the question, I guess, that that just comes down to what big takeaways you've actually learned. What would you tell your younger self about recruiting automation and AI if you could go back to 2015 before Paradox? That's awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, uh, Jerry, Shannon, Barb, everyone for for having us here. Um, I've been in this space a long time, and I think I think that question I have to go back to my, what my younger self was and who 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 I was and what drove me. And the interesting thing is. I'm a practitioner at heart and got into, um, I got into HR because I was working full-time through college and got my degree in HR because I always felt if you got the people thing right, you could build great teams. And so I just got obsessed with this team thing and, and recruiting, recruiting and training ended up becoming my passion because if you got that stuff right, you could build great organizations. And I think early in my career, when I when we launched Jobbing in 2000, I thought I was late to the internet, obviously not late to the internet. Um, it felt like it at the time. Uh, we grew that business tremendously, but I had always been kind of committed to this idea of, first, it's all about great people, like the people come first. And I was also always passionate about what I like to call the art of recruiting. And so I didn't want technology to really get in the, I'll call it get in the way of the art, which to me, the art is you know, Jerry determining that Shannon's the right person for the team. And, and, and all that goes into that, because I've always just thought that was, there's so much nuance that goes into that when you're a great recruiter who understands the company and the, the culture of, of teams inside of culture of organizations. And so old Aaron, I, rem- I remember a time when I said, 
uh, we're never going to build AI uh, because it was very what I'll call black box. And there was a lot of, you know, weird decision making that came out of it. And I hated it. I, I, I didn't want to be able to, to say no to a group of people that I didn't understand why we were doing that. And AI was doing that. And so we kind of had this line of like, no AI. And there was always, there's, there's a moment in, and it was in 15 or 16 that I kind of call my pebble in the shoe moment where I walked into one of our clients and there was like 40 recruiters on a floor, all with headsets on, but all staring at their computers. And I swear to God, you could have dropped in a pen and the only thing you heard was typing. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, we've lost it. We've lost what the art of recruiting is because we're, we're just busy moving people forward in our ATS system. And it just became this moment where the ATS has become not the solution to the piles of resumes, but it's become the problem that we're living in. And, and we started thinking about it differently. And it's kind of where the conversations and AI came from. And today people are, are sometimes referring to automation. We've always called it assistive intelligence. Um, so like the, the number one thing I'd go back and tell myself is, you know, don't be afraid that there is this opportunity that, that the technology can free us up. Um, and actually I think this is what we call the paradox. I think the paradox, the AI will allow us to spend more time with people. And so what we're really trying to do when we're looking at automation today, my, my old self was wrong was we can, we can take out a lot of the, we call it BS. Um, the boring stuff, you can, you can call it whatever you want. Um, but we want to take that stuff out of the process. So we as recruiters and as hiring managers can spend more time with people. So I think that part I, I had wrong for the first decade of my career. Um, and now I've kind of, if you adopt the technology in the right way or, or look at it in the right way, it can really, I think, make your organization more transparent, build a better candidate experience. Um, and, and that's, that's the number one thing for sure. So from a, from a practitioner standpoint, I mean, are you, are you talking about actually increasing through automation, increasing engagement with, with some level of automation on the front end, but ultimately increasing engagement with real life recruiters on the back end? I mean, that's the goal. I mean, there's, there's, we think of the world in, in, I'll call it two types of categories. There's the high volume, I'll call it recruiterless environment where a manager is doing the hiring and there isn't a, a, a recruiter in the process. And then there's the high value corporate side, which is a recruiter who's driving this. And they both really have different problems that today's or yesterday's technology is trying to solve in the same way. So what we're trying to do is, is help the candidate through the engagement process, help that hiring manager automate pieces that allow for, you know, ultimately the human decision-making to come through um, in a quicker way, but just make it you know, no, no one in the last 10 years has said, wow, the application process is, is wonderful. I mean, these are, these are pained um, processes that we've created. And there's a lot behind that that we can't even fit into the 15-minute discussion. But um, we're, we're trying to make that easier. And then we're trying to help the recruiters. You know, it, it seems simple, but answering questions. We've got clients we answer over 50 or 60,000 questions a week for. Um, we've, got, we've been able to speed up interview process from doing the chase process where recruiting coordinators trying to coordinate with these three managers and this hiring manager and this candidate, we've been able to get that down to automation can take care of that in minutes rather than hours or days and stuff like that. Really, it ends up shortening the, the time to hire. And I think, you know, I have a, I have this crazy dream 
Um, and I'll, I don't know how long it's going to take me to fulfill this, but I have a dream, which is their disposition at time of interest. I think when a candidate be, is able to raise their hand, we're able to tell them, okay, here's what's happening next. And, you know, I would do that if, you know, one of our lenses is what would we do if a recruiter did the work? Like if we actually did shake everybody's hand, we did engage them, we would learn about them quickly. We would tell them what was next. Well, today with the AI software, we're getting closer to that vision. Um, and in some places we're actually able to do it. That's fascinating. Is there any area of the recruiting process that, uh, you know, you've been exposed to over all of your experience in the space that you feel absolutely cannot be automated? I mean, ultimately, I think the interview process is one that I think gets really weird to automate. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, for the last 20 years, there's been this black box stuff of, hey, we'll, you know, shortlist and pick out the three best people for this job. And right. it is, I just think it's so much more complicated than this isn't dating. Um, the, the nuance of that is just so, so complicated. So, you know, I don't want to automate that. You know, we've seen people automate higher and offer processes. I think that can happen. I also think there's nothing better than reaching out and saying to someone, congratulations, we're so excited for you to join our company. I mean, the, the number one thing that outside of love, the number one thing that people can do is give their time for work. So, you know, there, there's a really interesting line between automation and actually providing true engagement and care for the candidate. And, and what we're trying to do is, is, I think, balance that line, but take out, you know, we, we constantly preach about this idea of we can take out 80% of the busy work or that the process and actually free that up. We just think we can, we can build better, more respectful processes. Yeah, well, that sort of begs the question. I mean, what, what would you recommend, Aaron, to a TA leader who's just now looking to learn more about automation and how they should maybe be thinking about automation as it pertains to recruiting for their organization? Not from a, what vendor should I go look at or what solution should I try to slam in, but where, where does a leader start who, who doesn't, even, doesn't even really have their head wrapped around what can be automated and what can't be? Yeah, I, great question. I think, so some of the mistakes we've seen is, is people who are just trying to slap the automation label on everything and, and, and they think automation is the goal. And that's not, the automation isn't the goal. The reality is I think you should start with why you're doing what you're doing, which, which does go all the way back to, I'm trying to hire great people to have my, my company be more competitive. Um, and then I'm trying to build a better process. So first we always break it back into, okay, what's the first why? Then we, we get into what we'll call segments, which is trying to, to, to group different jobs or processes or candidates in different ways. I've always been driven nuts on if I go to a career site and I'm an executive or I'm in production or I'm in sales or in engineering, I have the same choose your own adventure story. I, I think that's crazy. I think we should be able to learn who these people are. We should put them through diff different types of processes because a different job is going to require a different type of automation because we're going to have different handoffs. So second is, se is segmentation. And then third, um, we just, we want to look at what you really want to automate and what you don't. And honestly, that's a lot of discussion. I don't think there's a, a, a blank canvas that every company should be doing the same thing. Um, there's high value, high, you know, low skill roles. There's, um, th there's high volume, high skill where there's required certifications that requires a different type yeah. of handoff. And so it, it's, ba it's balancing all those things. And then I think the other big thing I've learned, 
three years ago, we were, you know, going into global enterprises and saying like, we should change this and I'll tip it on its head. And I've learned that you can't, I mean, you can't do that in a global enterprise with, with the crazy tech stack. So we have learned that it's okay to walk before you run um, and you got to have a big vision and, and then you have to have a path on how you get from here to there because the change management on all this, this is about people, process and technology all coming together. It's not like I can slap a system on and say, okay, it's better. Um, that right. you, you've got to change um, how people how, how people do work, and we you know I remember years ago you and I talking about this that um, at AT and T you know people changed their jobs from working on I think it was you can what was the story working on on lines to now becoming technology people, and so the jobs of of recruiters um, of talent acquisition are going to, to continue to morph. Um, and, and you got to have a plan of how you're going to do that, that I think is a long-term plan for sure. Yeah, it's a skill set change for sure, right? It's an evolution of the roles across, across the board. So we've got, uh, we got time for one question, uh, and it comes in from Brian Hirsch. And Brian is asking, does anybody have any tips on advising candidates on how they can leverage their technology to their benefit? So the big, I, I guess that we, we'll just boil that down to what would be the one big element of automation you'd recommend to, to any recruiter as, a, as the one big takeaway, one big thing that they should get out of automation? For the recruiter or for the candidate? For the recruiter. I mean, for the recruiter, I, I think, t I'll, I'll, well, back two years ago, I used to think, or three years ago, I used to think that our scheduling assistant was going to scare recruiting coordinators because it does their job. And yeah. I've learned that's completely not true for the most part. What it does is it does a portion, it does a task of the job and it allows them to do all this other stuff. So they've actually been able to add more value in their roles by eliminating the lower value work. And so I think the number one tip would be uh, ha have, because technology has always changed the way work gets done. So my number one tip is, is look at it as a friend and look at how you can use these tools to help you build a better process, a better candidate engagement, and, and still at the end of the day, ultimately hire great people that helps your organization to compete um, and, and you know, build great teams. That's ultimately what this is trying to do. I love it. You're augmenting, you're not replacing. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, Aaron, I wanna thank you again for your time and sharing those insights with us. We really appreciate you, man. Thanks, appreciate the time. I know this was quick. Yep, you got it. Hey, everybody, just a reminder, next week, October 15th, we're bringing in Steven Rothberg. He is the founder of collegerecruiter.com. He's going to share with us his top recommendations around how to successfully engage college candidates in a time of recruiting during a pandemic when live events for college recruiting are on the outs. Until then, we hope to see everybody online at www.cxr.org slash talent talks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.